All right, boys and girls, it's week three in the NFL, and Chris Meany and I are ready to get out there on a limb. So come on, climb the tree with us because the pre-snap is starting right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStart, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me and my best friend, Chris Meany, and it's you. Oh, that's right. You're so sweet. It's the (laughs) Can-Am connection, baby. And we are here breaking down week three for you in the DFS world. Chris Meany, how the hell are you, my friend? I am doing good. A lot better now. Here to hear the voice <laughs> of Joe Pizzapia, and uh, it is week three in the NFL. And what a just what a wild week last last week was with all the quarterback injuries. And you know, I was all in on Alvin Kamara. The big game breeze goes oh, yeah. down. There's just too. like yeah, there's been a lot of adjustments already in the NFL. A lot of value out there and uh, a lot of top guys maybe just underperforming. This is in, another interesting week. Yeah, and uh, and a bunch of quarterbacks not playing anymore. I mean, right. that's man, oh, man. I mean, I know we did the recap show on Monday and we started to look ahead a little bit, but then we had more with the Cam Newton. So we're going to break all that down for you because there are going to be a lot of people taking shots and there's going to be a lot of lineups out there in tournaments that are going to be so varying and so different because of the value at the quarterback position that's now floated out there where if you hit on one of these guys it could be a huge game changer oh for sure it really can and there you're right there's just so much value at the quarterback position and and these guys that we haven't seen play and some some guys on their team haven't had a lot of reps with them it's it's the lower end guys who are priced low and and there's a little bit of connection like for example mason rudolph james washington we talked about that earlier in the week these guys played four years together university there's a connection there i'm sure he's going to use a little bit of juju but maybe he'll lean on his favorite target some guy that he's comfortable with you know it's just like before he when backup quarterback comes in and you know he's he's looking to the guys that he practiced with the guys in the second team offense instead of the, some of the bigger names. So it'll be interesting week. Like I said, there's a lot, a lot of changes in offense, like big time teams, like the saints and Steelers There's two just teams that this is a different offense. They're going to have to make adjustments and we will as well on the fly. And look no further than Gardner Minshew and DJ shark two weeks in a row with touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's just we all like Didi. Where's Didi? It's it's yeah, a shark Didi? show now. Yeah, what happened? No, no, Didi. Didi's dead. Didi's dead. That's what happened to Didi. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of value on the board. There's also a lot of value on the Line Star app too. I want to remind everybody with some of the features over there, um, some incredible stuff there on the premium um, section of Line Star. If you upgrade, they have that cornerback matchup thing, which is really fantastic. If you look at last week with Xavier and Howard in that matchup, they nailed it with Antonio Brown, even with the limited potential of the snap counts for him he still certainly converted on Howard and now that same matchup is basically there for Amari Cooper this week so that's one of the many amazing matchups out there with the tools on line star and you would find that by going to the advanced sorter going to the wide receiver matchup and then the matchup grade and then boom it's all right there for you and it's a great way to target some wide receivers and even some of these lesser wide receivers in price maybe not so much in talent but in terms of ability this week Everything's out there. Everything's on the board, and it's time for us to get at it. So, Chris Meany, 
Let's fire it up, baby, and let's go Buffalo and the Bengals. Let's start 1 p.m. This one's in Buffalo. First time Buffalo will be at home, but they haven't left New York yet. Uh, Singletary most likely is going to be out for this one, so it's going to be a lot of Frank Gore. Now, Frank Gore is not a guy you usually talk about in DFS, but I think because of the amount of volume here and maybe even the price, I mean, he's 44 on DK, he's 57 on FanDuel. I guess here's my point. Everybody knows how I feel about John Brown, the targets. I mean, it's fantastic. His price still hasn't caught up with him. He's still just 59 on FanDuel. It's a phenomenal value. But is it a time where, because of what's going on here, maybe we have to talk a little bit about Frank Gore and the touchdown upside he has in this game? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know no, people don't want to play him, especially on DraftKings. You get that full point for the catch. You just don't know how you know how involved he'll be in the passing game. But you just look at last week when Singletary left. I mean, if he's going to duplicate that, I'm talking 16 carries, 68 yards, find the end zone, he's going to return value at his price. And, and you don't worry about those catches because he's $4,400 on DraftKings and on FanDuel. You think he's $5,700. So you, you plug him in and you move on because this is a team that in Buffalo that I think Again, going to have another strong game defensively. If they get up in this game, they lean on Frank Gore. The offensive line in Buffalo is much improved. They've done a lot of, of things in the offseason to make this better. Last year, Josh Allen was just running for his life. Like Frank Gore can hit some holes. I know he's old. We can laugh about it. But again, if he can just get to 60 and find the end zone for you, home team favored, lean on him in the second half. It's not a bad play, and I, and I still like Josh Allen. I think he's still underpriced. He hasn't moved up $300 after week one, $300 after week two. Again, not good enough because it's not high enough in terms of pricing, two rushing touchdowns. He didn't have a game last year where he threw for over 245 yards. He's already had two this year where he's done it yep. on the road. So I don't mind him and his price and John Brown. Like and part of that's also because of not just Brown, but also Beasley being there, who yeah, I don't love, but as a lineup builder over on DK at 44, I think it's somebody you could still consider. I think that's that's where he fits the best in that full point PPR segment there. On the Cincinnati Bengals side, we know Ross has been very good to start the year. AJ Green will find out when and if that ever happens and he comes back. Some of his comments weren't, you know, <laughs> very encouraging. If you're an AJ Green owner, but at any rate, um, I don't love Andy Dalton I, against this secondary. The secondary is really good. Joe Mixon's been banged up. This whole Bengals team for me is a hard pass. How about you, Mini? Yeah, and this is what's cool about the Line Star app. And I was trying to find this earlier, but I will be honest with the listeners. Like I wasn't logged into my account, so it helps when you log in. So yeah, John Ross, log in, Meanie. Yeah, it boy, does. Boy. Uh, You're that you... guy who reports the customer service, and they're like, "Well, did you turn the computer on, sir?" No, no, I didn't. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to be honest there. Like, why it's not? It's been a long day. I'm sure yeah. for you and me. That's it. we're a little punchy today, and that's when you get the best show. That's the best show ever. That's right. So John Ross and and you search him and you see what and he's been good for his he's had career games back to back now. But you search him and you see right under his name, Tredavious White. Obviously, we know and listeners probably know that are in tune with, you know, cornerbacks. If you play in IDP leagues, whatever it may be, he is one of the top corners in the NFL. And then underneath it'll it'll say Buffalo allow it and it does. Buffalo allows less eight percent less fantasy points to wide receivers when at home and in this matchup so there is and there's a red target down that's bad yeah, green is Boyer up and hide all those guys like they are they are stacked in the secondary and white has stopped like elite wide outs so he's and i'll tell you what no problem can, with the one thing before we move on from this game is the bills defense is in play too there's gonna be a lot of heat Absolutely. on there's gonna be an absolute ton of heat on dallas this week on that defense especially after the patriots defense dropped like 40 points 
And the Patriots defense will be popular yet again. They haven't given up a touchdown since the AFC championship game. Just want to just want to throw that out there, boys and girls. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> and that includes the Steelers and the Rams. Like forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like that was January. <laughs> okay. Since the last time that happened. Uh, let's move on to the Eagles. The Eagles have a ton of issues right now. Offensive line, not playing well. They haven't had a guy who rushed for 50 yards yet in a game this season. Uh, I know Miles Sanders is super cheap at 3,900. I have no confidence level. Um, it's going to be next man up here because Jeffrey's going to be out. So Aguilar at 36 is going to be very highly owned on DK. Arcega Whiteside's 35. So both of those guys are in play. <sighs> Look, man, uh, against Slay, if he gets Whiteside, then you could probably shut down you know, those yeah. shares. But looking at Aguilar, I think he's going to be very chalky. I just don't love it because I think the Eagles are a team in trouble. I really do. I'm not saying it can't be good. I feel like this is one of those where the DFS community seems to very much be pumping and pumping and pumping on the Aguilar this week. And I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I'm not going to be in that business this week because of how I feel about all the other problems the Eagles have. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they flat out just canceled practice on Wednesday because they had too many guys hurt. I mean, when's the last time you've heard that a team actually just, I think when practice. I was, uh, I think when I was six, they canceled soccer practice, like, cause it was too hot out or something. <laughs> yeah. It was too hot. We all yeah. just ate fruit roll-ups and stuff. That was it. Yeah. And that's it. That's and that's what they're doing on the sidelines. These guys are pumped up on sugar. They're not out in the practice field right now and, and getting their reps in. <laughs> Listen, I like Detroit. I think Detroit, could actually win this game, to be honest I with you. I jumped all over the spread right away. I with Randall tomorrow. I said yeah. the same thing today on FST on the radio. I said, I think Detroit's going to win this football game. I, I like a lot of the weapons. Matthew Stafford is actually airing out the ball downfield. They're not leaning on the run game nonstop. The Eagles secondary has been bad. Only the Oakland Raiders have allowed more yards to quarterbacks. And and this is this is a trend that's continued now for two years. Like, yeah, when they won the Super Bowl, they also gave up a ton of yards every single game. They just were able to score on on offensive on the offensive side of things. But now they're without Aguilar Jackson, like you mentioned, or, or Jackson and um, Alshon, like you mentioned. Aguilar, I think, is an okay cash play. I agree. I'll probably fade away from him in tournaments, but I like his price. $3,600. He's going to get a lot of looks. He really is. They're going to move him around where he can avoid slay he's going to play some slot he'll probably get double digit targets he'll certainly return value i think he's a decent cash game play but in case that does falter i mean jason kelsey their center came out last week um peters they lost him like the offensive line could struggle the the offense could really struggle so if you pivot off him in tournaments i think it makes sense but Aguilar and Ertz, i think are pretty safe cash game plays Ertz led any everybody last week in targets 16 he has the most among tight ends he's well, yeah, back being it. the guy now with those two out right so yeah he's I the think guy he default anyway i mean that's the thing on the detroit side of this game carry on johnson is a 56 on dk and with cj anderson out of the picture now that makes me feel a whole lot better about carry on johnson kenny galladay at 66 i love galladay very, after love him too and on both on on both sides too. Carry on the sixty six over on uh, FanDuel fifty six on DK Galladay sixty six on uh, DraftKings seven K on FanDuel. So I think those dogs will both hunt for sure. In yeah. in no matter what you do. Get, all right, get let's the Marvin uh, Jones too. Get get yeah. a piece of Detroit. All of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I upset city because you know whenever you look at this late and you're like, oh, all these games look really easy. You know that's one of these weeks where all of a sudden everything goes haywire. And this is number one <laughs> for me. This is number one. All right, the New York Jets against the Patriots in New England. Uh, I think you could take those Jets shares and crumple them up. I mean, I don't care how much volume Le'Veon Bell gets. I just can't get there. But uh, with the Patriots now, I mean, as of right now, it looks like Antonio Brown's also going to play this week. So for whatever that's worth, he was yeah. just he's just 77 
on FanDuel, 71 on DraftKings. So he's you have to pay for him on DK. But the red zone opportunities he got last week were staggering out of the gate, Chris. And I think this kind of kills the Josh Gordon value. Edelman will be Edelman. But I think it's safe to say right now, AB is going to be, a, a as long as he's on the field, a focal point of this offense. And uh, I know Adams is a great player, but the Jets are playing at a deficit, let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're just brutal. I mean, down to their third string quarterback, too. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to roll out Bell in 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 any format, really. But he I mean, he's going to be fine if you have in season long leagues. I mean, he's, if he's going to catch 10 balls for you. I mean, you're, he's going to return value, at least for where you draft him up until Darnold gets back and maybe they can move the ball offensively. But this is not a good spot for them. Obviously, going to New England, what you said, they haven't allowed a touchdown in, in forever. So no, not interested in any Jets. And you're right. As long as they have Brown, I think they're going to use him. I mean, he's going to be on the field. He might not be wearing Nike cleats, but he's going to be on the field. So I think you could take shots on him. And you're probably right about Gordon, too. Like, he's just going to be a tournament guy that you just hope that, hey, maybe Brady's just going to pepper him because he wants to. Like, because he can if he wants to. You know yeah. what I mean? But if there's a top corner on Brown, maybe those are the games. But I have a hard time playing anyone in cash because I just don't know. I said it last week. I just don't know. Like, no. Sony Michelle, if you're going to give him 18 carries, if you tell me he's going to get 18 carries, even if he's not being efficient, I'll probably play him just hoping that he falls in the end zone again. Because that's what I think Sony Michelle is safe in cash. I think James White is safe in cash too on DK, especially. I think I think both those guys, Sony Michelle and FanDuel, I think is safer you know, than than White for the touchdown upside. I always lean there on the touchdown upside on FanDuel, and then I always lean with the receptions over on DK. And I think both those guys will be fine. Uh, there, there's going to be room enough to go around. I think this is going to be another embarrassing one. And I don't know, man. I don't know who's going to stop the Patriots. Let's go over to Minnesota uh, collectively here. Look, it's the Dalvin Cook show right now. I mean, you got to pay through the nose for him, but you can this week. There's a fair amount of value on the board. He's 78 on DK. He's 8,300, but I had no problem getting him in lineups over on FanDuel this week. Uh, You can get him and Elliott together very easily if you're willing to take a hit at the quarterback position, which I think in tournaments you're going to see basically everybody do. So get ready, boys and girls, because, you know, some running backs have gotten downgraded because they've lost their quarterback and some other ones are giving you opportunities now to buy the running back position. And considering the amount of carries this guy's getting and considering what Oakland's defense is, I think you got to be all in on Dalvin Cook this week. And he leads the NFL in rushing, 265, yeah. rushing touchdowns, three. He's second in carries with 41. He's caught all five of his targets. I think he's actually underpriced. And you can easily get him in with – I have a few Gore and Cook lineups. What could go wrong in cash? <laughs> um, I, I don't mind it. And in tournaments, I'm actually going to take some shots on Thielen and Diggs because I know how many people are out on them. I said there's Diggs only one team who have allowed Diggs more. Diggs has a good cornerback matchup too against Conley. Yeah. I think that one you take there, especially with that Abram injury – on the other side too, in the safety position. I think that the attack that the left side of the field, and I think that's going to be all Stefan Diggs today. Yeah. I I I say Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. The only team that has allowed more yards to quarterbacks than the Eagles is Oakland. So it's, it's a good spot for two of these guys maybe to get right. And they're at home. They're heavy favorites. I mean, they win by a couple touchdowns, like, and then just, you know, get these guys involved. I know Kirk Cousins has been great and he's not throwing the football, but this is a good spot for, for both of them. And there's a lot of questions that I've received. What do I do with Diggs? I just like move on. Like, do I cut him? Like, do I trade him for this? Like he's, he's a solid DFS tournament guy. He has these big boomer bust plays. We saw it last week. He had one, another one called back. Um, I think both of those guys you should take shots on. 
All right, let's uh, before we move on, anything with Oakland because I'm out on them against Minnesota. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not interested. Okay, Okay, so I'm not interested either. There's no tournament sneaky appeal there for me at all. Uh, Chiefs at home against the Baltimore Ravens. This one I like. Yeah, Uh, you got to pay a lot for Pat Mahomes this week. Now, last week I said you wanted to pay for Mahomes, and that was a good week to pay for him. Uh, This week, no. This week, no, not going to do it. There's just far too much of a variance at quarterback maybe if you have the one share just to be different because so many people are going to downgrade at the quarterback position it would be interesting to have one lineup in a you know massive gpp that had mahomes in it just to see but outside of that i don't think it's something you want to get too far involved in the running back position here is getting real weird damian williams didn't practice again michelle mccoy is questionable i guess it's going questionable at this point Darwin Thompson, I don't think we can feel confident yet in the DFS world about him. So it's going to be Patrick Mahomes throwing the football around. The question is to who and how you figure this out, because it really is. I mean, Michael Harbin's a nice value. Uh, Robinson had a huge game, but I don't think you can expect that every week. And then, of course, you got Kelsey. So and Watkins still around. So how do you approach the, the Kansas City Chiefs this week, Chris? Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I do like Robinson. I know I agree he's not going to be able to continue to do that, but he played 91% of the snaps last week, was just like 1% shy of what Watkins played. So he's on the field the majority of the time. Harbin wasn't quite that high. I believe he's like 60%. Maybe I'm, I think I'm more interested in Sammy in tournaments because everyone is feeling Robinson and Hardman now and recency bias. Like everyone was just like, oh, Sammy's going to be able to do this again in week two. And he had 13 targets. But he just didn't really – he only caught six of them. But to have that kind of target share, like 13 targets, and you're talking about the running backs, like who knows if they're going to even have any success running the ball. They didn't last week against Oakland. Like Williams was not good. Shady wasn't good either. And if he, and both of those guys are inactive, and, and they're rolling with Thompson. Like I just think that Mahomes could throw the ball in this matchup like 40-plus times. We just saw Kyler Murray go into Baltimore and have a pretty decent game against this Ravens yeah, Baltimore's defense. Baltimore's deep. This is not the C.J. Mosley – no, uh, Terrell Suggs defense of old. I keep trying to wake people right up now. and shake them. And this is what happens. Defenses get a reputation for decades. You know, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and then they kind of pass the torch. And look, those guys are gone. They're all gone. It's a whole different crew. Stop living in the past with this Ravens defense. They are not that good. Uh, yeah. I'm expecting a big total here from this game. And on the it's other the highest side, total on the main board, I think everyone gets a piece. You should get a piece of it on both sides. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I'm with you 100. percent And uh, in this game too, from the standpoint of the Ravens, look, Mark Andrews, I think, still is a very good value, 6800 That's a good price. 46 on DK. That's tremendous. I, know, I think that's a really tremendous is. value because, as I said last week, the floor of Mark Andrews is something you can believe in. I love Hollywood Brown, but I still think it's more of a tournament play. Although, look, two weeks in a row, he's been outstanding. He's going to be yeah. matching up on Ward. You got Breland on Boykin, uh, Fuller on Snead. So it would not shock me if uh, Snead had a big game because Fuller's not good. So... Um, you might want to keep that in your back pocket too as another guy in tournaments, a you know, a one-off wide receiver who's super cheap, 42 over on DK, 5K over on FanDuel. I think Sneed in the slot could have a really big day against Kyle Fuller because he stinks. Yeah, he does stink. Well said. Absolutely. So. It is encouraging that Brown, you know, had those targets. 13 is is encouraging. He does seem like maybe he's Lamar's guy, at least that deep threat. But I mean, you nailed it for, for the tight end position. You gotta play Andrew everywhere. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm sorry, Kendall Fuller. I, I apologize. I said Kyle. Kyle's very good. Kendall stinks. Sorry. Yes. My, wrong, wrong Fuller. My apologies. It's Kyle, been a long Kyle day. would be pissed. Kyle no, would, Kyle not would be, be happy pissed. And, I, and as soon as I said, I went, wait a minute. No, that's not Kyle Fuller. It's Kendall Fuller. He stinks. Kendall Fuller stinks. Yeah, Kyle, All right, so let's. Friend of the show, Kendall, <laughs> Kyle, not. 
Kyle's a friend of the show. We don't want to upset our friends of the show. Nobody wants to upset any of the friends of the show. The friends are very important to us. Whenever we try to make all the DFS picks, make sure we make them correctly. Because we don't want to upset the, the apple cart. Speaking of fruit, I like to put oranges inside my mouth. All right, let's move on to the Colts and Falcons here. Yeah, enjoy that. That's for you. That was really good. Yeah. Not bad, right? It's really good. (laughs) So we had the Joe Pesci one week, and now I get the Godfather memes this week. All right, all the Marlon Brando we can have. All right, let's do the Colts and Falcons. Are you worried all about this Marlon Mack thing? Because now, you know, he wasn't practicing. And uh, are we starting to get a little concerned about his health heading into this contest? Yeah, I mean, Frank Reich said he had a modified practice. I'm not really sure what that means. Well, he's dealing with a calf issue, and I know pretty much that's like rest and rehab stuff. Yeah. So the worst thing you could do is get out there and make it worse. But it's a, it's a little scary because Mac is a decent cash game running back, but the the possibility of him aggravating that injury makes me really afraid this week. Yeah, and I don't think there's there's any need to do that. I mean, if you're a big cash game player and you're you're putting down, you know quite a bit of money you're not going to do that you're not going to want to do that and i don't suggest it because yeah he could come out at any moment you're right so follow practice reports on friday if, if he can get a full practice then 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 why not but uh, you know as of today recording thursday reports are that he didn't appear to be practicing again so that's not that's not great news at all um, and it is a decent matchup against the Falcons, especially, you know, backs who can, who can catch. We've talked about that numerous times. So I, I don't, th- even if he's out, I don't think that I will go like Hines or Wilkins. Like I don't, I don't think I'll go there, but I, I am encouraged at Atlanta's side of things. I probably won't go Freeman either. I need to see a little bit more from him, but Julio and Calvin something? Ridley. Yeah. Something is right. averaging two yards a carry. This is at getting least, out of control. Yeah. Tough, tough matchups for him. It is getting out of control. This one isn't fantastic either. Um, I am at least encouraged the fact that he has six catches, eight targets, like and consistent there, four targets in week one, four in week two, at least that. But I don't believe in Edo Smith that he can fully take over the role. I know that the snap share is very tight now, but I still believe that Freeman will, will be able to turn this thing around. I don't know if it will be this week, but well, it has I do like be. Ridley I and I like Julio. And I don't want to make an investment in it, but I will say this. I'm with you on Julio for sure. He's going yeah. to be squared up against Rocky Asin, the rookie. And look, listen, kids, I know he's got a lot of talent, but that's Julio Jones. <laughs> so yeah, I sure. think Julio's in store for another big day. And, you, you know, we all know this. Julio does not have to touch the ball a million times to have a big fantasy day. That's the good thing about him always. All right, here's another game that I think is a huge trap, Packers and Broncos. This is another one where I think it just looks one way on paper, and it would not shock me at all if the Broncos went in there and won. Uh, I think, you know, the the Bears game is a game that you could look at and go, well, you know, that could have really gone either way. It was kind of messy. Last week, you could make the argument that the Vikings really should have beaten them. And I know the Green Bay defense has played better. And I know the Broncos offense hasn't been great, but dude, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this and the only piece of the the Green Bay that I feel really good about is Aaron Jones, despite the fact that Matt LaFleur is running his mouth about getting Jamal Williams equal timeshare. I hope, uh, man, if he does this, I'm going to fly to Green Bay and punch him in the throat. I'm telling you right (laughs) now, I'm going to get so mad about this because of Aaron Jones shares, but just, just, it's like the same thing he did and he ruined the Titans. When Dion Lewis trying to take, How's it going now that Matt LaFleur is not there? How's yeah, it going, buddy? I know. No kidding. Um, you know, feed the beast. Yeah, you're not be the only one who would who would punch him. And I'm sure like this throat. is the whole McCarthy thing. Yeah, punch him right at square right in, the, in throat. the throat. And and look, these Aaron Rodgers lines are far from inspiring. They're like 200 yards and a touchdown or two. 
Go like, back and is... look at all the ones last year. It's the same thing. I, I know. agree with you. And, yeah. And I'm like, trying to shake I... people and say, look, man, maybe, maybe this offense isn't going to support a secondary wide receiver anymore besides Adams. Yeah, because there's been inconsistent games. MVS shows up week one. He had that big catch. Maybe that's part of it. And then week two, he's nowhere. Jerome Allison, week one, where is he? Week two, he's in the end zone catching touchdowns. So I, I I think Green Bay wins this game, but I think it's a, it's an ugly game. Like from a fantasy standpoint, I don't have a lot of, of like, I'm definitely not going to play Rodgers. And I don't want anybody, like, I definitely don't want Geronimo or MBS. And I'm not really intrigued with Devontae either, to be honest with you. So it is Aaron Jones for me. That that coach speak, whatever, maybe it'll shy off people. You know, the ownership will be a little slightly lower, potentially, in tournaments. But he's coming off a game where he touched the ball 27 times. I mean, continue to give this guy touches uh, he racked up 150 total yards he's catching balls so I, I do like him I, I feel like this is a game that's 17 10 22 14 maybe like it's just I, I don't think they'll blow them out I do think they'll win that spread slightly high seven and a half I think it's currently at but on the other side I like I like Sanders I think he's pretty oh, I love Sanders that yeah, dude, I mean, that's geez. the one piece I want to talk about because he's 48 on DK he's 57 on Fanduel. he is one of the best assets out there I've got so many shares already and I'll, I'll take all of them that you'll give me because I think it's a good matchup for him. And yeah, like, okay, it all happened at the end of the game. So, what? so what? Hey, it could happen it's at the end of the game here. He's my favorite player the entire game. 100%. 100%. The best ROI in this game is Emmanuel Sanders. I'm with you on that. All right, let's go to the Cowboys and Dolphins. We can clearly punt on the Dolphins. Uh, and look, <laughs> look, it's, it's, you pay up for the, for the Cowboys defense. You just do. In cash games, I think you're nuts if you don't. I think in cash games, if you don't pay up for that defense, you could be in serious trouble because that could be like a 30-point swing if you don't. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh, I know. I went up against the Pats last week in a lot of spots, and it, it killed me. I didn't have enough of them, and I and I got burned. I I, th- I think you're right. You definitely do it in cash. You roll out them or the Pats. You you just go maybe 50-50 or 60-40, whatever you want to do there. And then you you may have to just get creative in tournaments for defenses, but – yeah, Miami is just awful. And look, you, just, could, nothing look else to say. you could sack this whole thing. You could go with Cooper, Zeke, Dak, and and the Dallas Cowboys defense and then just figure it out. Like, it's yeah. not that hard. It's you just can even go Devin Smith if you want to take a shot on him. I know he just hardly got in there. Three targets, Or you can even take a shot at Randall Cobb yards. if you want to. With yeah, Cobb's Dallas. a little bit safer, and Smith is like your kind of boom guy potential. Look, I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's a no-brainer, yeah, but, walk, yeah. dude, I'm telling you right now, if you don't have cash games – you better figure out that defense. Like, there's a couple that I like on the board. We'll get to, but over under seven points for Miami this week. Do they score a touchdown? Uh, on the road? No, I don't think they <laughs> no do. Touchdowns again? My goodness. No, I mean you would have to like a fluke, maybe like a kick return. Like that's the like only way: a, a punt return, a kick return, or some kind of fumble. Like a defensive weird, yeah. like somebody fumbles it and, and runs it back. But this is not a, you know, it's. Dak's not a very turnover-prone quarterback, typically. No, eighty-two percent. Yeah, he's not a turnover-prone. He never was. That was always kind of his mo. Now he's turned into a star. You know, it was before just Dak don't screw up. You know, and he didn't. He didn't turn over the football much. And now it's him airing out, which is scary. All right, let's give this man his money. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the Giants. And Danny Dimes is now quarterback. How you doing? So the Eli Manning era is over, at least for the foreseeable future. It would appear that way. And uh, it looks like Sterling Shepard is going to play in this game. He did pass protocol, so we'll see what happens as that unfolds. But I, I'm optimistic this could be a good Saquon Barkley week, too, where everybody's talking about other pieces. Maybe Saquon in cash games is what you want because maybe with the new quarterback, a little fresh life, a little bitter arm right now. 
Uh, Evan Ingram's always in play too. Um, but on the other side of this game, I want to talk about OJ Howard. And I know people are like going to say, what are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? And I might be, but, but the giants suck against the tight end. They have sucked against the tight end for about, Oh, I don't know. since 2015, basically, as far as I can remember, right. Okay. They, they suck against the tight end. And you're also coming off a week where everybody for an extended period of times are talking about why doesn't OJ Howard get the football. If you're looking for a massive overcorrection, low ownership, high talent, high upside in a game that I think is going to have a high total. It's this one. It's this one right here. And it's OJ Howard at 5,800 on DK on, I'm sorry, on FanDuel on DraftKings, Chris, 3,800. You take the plunge. I'm telling you, it's double digits. Lock it up. Is this the week? Lock it up. OJ Howard. I'm going to dude. I might even go crazy and pick him as my, my, uh, my receiving touchdown. (laughs) I might, I'm that's how that lock it up. Rule 34. You better lock it up right now. Look, I don't know if I'm there yet. We'll see by the end of the show what happens, but all I know is right now I'm telling you everybody and their mother's off him. So if you're playing in tournaments, he's a good value. He's still an exquisite talent. You're still talking about a, a situation where the giants just, they suck and they're looking for an overcorrection. From the offensive standpoint, it's going to happen. Godwin's going to be great too. And Evans too. Like, honestly, I feel really good about Tampa because the Giants defensively just are bad, period. But Evans has also gotten a real, you know, a lot of crap, dude, because Evans was sick in the first game. Any other short week, which was travel on a Thursday. So, I mean, this guy, this might be the first week he's been actually healthy this year. Oh yeah, it, it may be. And and Godwin is uh, more expensive than, I know. than Evans. On it's both like- sites. It's like, whoa, (laughs) okay, Uh, I guess I'm going to take some shots on Mike Evans now since everybody hates this guy, including DraftKings and FanDuel. So I thought that was very interesting. You know, I don't hate the call by you. I think a lot of actual sharp football minds will see that trend. And I I bet you Howard's ownership is a little higher than than you may think. I I, I think it's going to be negative four. Do you? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it's going to be all anybody is talking about. I'm the guy owning it. I will try it out in one in one uh, matchup as well in one of my leagues. Absolutely. Because I, I do. I mean, he is still playing a ton of the snaps. He's just he is blocking a lot. And. Everyone saw on Thursday, especially when they got in the red zone, Cameron Bray coming in there. And we've seen, you know, in week one, it was Cameron Bray, a couple of touchdowns called back. Cameron Bray has this connection with Jameis Winston in the red zone. For whatever reason, it kind of slows down O.J. Howard. I, I do like the price. You got to love the matchup. So you, you take a shot and you just hope, you know, he he does find the end zone. But I would, I, I'm willing to bet people are sharp DFS players are willing to take shots on oj howard because of what you're talking about with the giants because you're right it's been a trend for a long time now they cannot cover the tight end heck they can't cover anyone no no but especially tight ends i'm telling you it's good it's good yeah. you know it's coming winter's coming okay it's coming in, <laughs> in south florida that's what's gonna happen yeah um, and i like jones i i think the yeah. offense is gonna roll better i just quickly with barkley i think you can i think you could play him too oh, i know i've been yeah. down on him in the past couple of weeks but i think the change is good i think they'll make him part of the offense 16 touchdowns in 18 career games over 100 yards in, in both games this year and hasn't even really hit a ceiling so not a bad spot all right kyler murray is going to be at home against the cardinals no cam newton in this game so it's kyle allen in this one so the battle of the kyles Ooh. you know there you go there you have it uh larry fitzgerald at 51 over on dk great value 59 on fanduel uh christian kirk had a good game last week he's 59 on fanduel as well 5k over on dk 
and look, look, David Johnson's this guy right now. He's in limbo for me. I'm going to take a pass because I need first game was good. Second game, eh, not so good. Third game. Let's see if maybe it was just the wrist that was bothering him. I don't know. On the Carolina side, I think you got to, I mean, is it foolish to punt on CMC because everybody's punting on CMC because of the quarterback situation? Or is this an opportunity, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, so I think this is an opportunity. I would not do it in cash, and I never thought I'd ever say that with CMC. I usually all in. I agree. I think you're right. You can't do it in cash right now. Yeah, so you can't just because of the quarterback situation. And, you know, what we saw last week, even with Cam in there, teams are going to focus on trying to take CMC out of the game. So I'm not going to go that way in in cash. But I think, you know, with an up-tempo offense, I mean, Kyler Murray has thrown the ball 94 times. I mean, they've run a ton of plays. And Carolina may have to keep up in this in this game. And sometimes you do get that ex- inexperienced quarterback who who dumps it off. I mean, look at Lev Bell. We talked about him. Ten catches. We had their third string in there. It's just like, where's Bell? Where's Bell right now? Like, where's CMC? Where's CMC? That could certainly happen. Um, that's pretty much the only guy I want to play. I was interested. I just looked at the line. So when you said Cam was rolled out, I mean, Carolina is still favored by two and a half. I like Arizona in this game. And I like some of their weapons. I like Larry Fitzgerald. I, we talked about him last week. I think you can continue to roll him out as, as a guy who's going to probably get double-digit targets every single game. If Kyler Murray is going to throw the ball nearly 40 times a game, you can bank on at least eight from Larry Fitz. He's got 24 targets, 217 yards. He's He's showing no signs of slowing down at this age. So... Uh, I, I like him. And you just take shots on other guys like Kirk. I suppose you could take one. I don't mind DJ, actually, just because he had such a bad game. But another guy I wouldn't play in cash. All right, let's move on to San Francisco, where the 49ers really haven't been tested yet. And I don't know if they're going to be by this Pittsburgh Steeler team either without Roethlisberger. But Mason Rudolph at 4,800, I think, is actually that one quarterback I kind of like. I feel like he's... I like Daniel Jones too. I think both of those guys, those are the two dudes that if you're going to take a shot with one of the young quarterbacks, I feel good there or the replacement quarterbacks as they, right? yeah. nobody's done that meme yet for the replacements. That's like the perfect oh, meme right. for this whole week. That's the, that's the theme of the week in fantasy football, the replacements, which is underrated football movie, by the way. It is an underrated football another, movie. I agree. Another yeah. fine Keanu Reeves performance. Yes. Canadian yeah. Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, he's balling out. He's balling out. This guy's top. And John Wick's good, man. I'm a big fan of the John Wick. First one's great. Second one, okay. I didn't see the third one yet. I haven't seen the third one yet either. I have to uh, check it out. Sure uh, but Mason Rudolph's 4,800, as Chris alluded to earlier. Uh, Washington is just 3,500 on DK on FanDuel. He is 52. Ray- Mason Rudolph is 66. James Conner, 7,400. Dealing with the injury, I imagine they're going to rely heavily on him. But at the same time, look, this 49er defense has played pretty well. So. You know, Connor's kind of in that mid-range running back, but we all know typically he's more productive than that. Are we there yet? Is the injury concerning you? Are you concerned with the quarterback play? Where are you at? What's your temperature with Connor now? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested. If he wasn't, if he wasn't hurt, I, I feel like I would play him everywhere in cash. I feel like they would lean on him. He'd get a lot of work, even in the passing game. But I am a little worried with this this injury that popped up, the knee again, not practicing, not 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 really feeling it. I, I think I think Rudolph could throw the ball like forty plus times in this game. So I, I'm actually pretty intrigued with him. He hardly played, you know, in, in last week, and he had 19 passing attempts, two touchdowns. It didn't seem like he was afraid to air it out at all. And he is 100% going to take a couple shots at James Washington. And he's going to look for his best guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's the same thing. Let's use our best guy. When he got in there, he was targeting him heavily. heavily. So um, I'm actually not ready to count the Steelers out. I, I, it's so weird me neither. to me. I, feel I like, think this is, they're gonna have a, yeah. I think they, they almost kind of rally around close. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
I think they'll keep this game close and they'll throw the, and I think he'll throw the ball a ton. You're going to get some, you're going to get some mistakes I, at the same time. You, you may call me crazy for, for thinking this is as much as I like, seem to like Pittsburgh, but I would take some shots at San Fran's defense too. As you said, they can get after the quarterback. I'm sure Mason Rudolph, if he's going to throw the ball 40 plus times, he's going to, you know, get into a, you know, a couple bad throws and he already threw the pick last week. He could, he could come away in this game, two touchdowns, two picks. He can have a good fantasy day for you on the flip side. San Fran could have a good fantasy day for you as well. So I think this is an underrated game to attack actually. All right, uh, let's go on to the other side and talk a little bit more about San Fran. Debo is the guy that I'm targeting in this game. Um, you know, it's he's a good price on the FanDuel side, especially he is just 5,500. Uh, like what I saw to him last week. You know, it's tough with the running backs here because Breida had a lot of volume. Mostert had some nice catches out of the backfield. So the problem is like Goodwin, there's three targets every game is not going to cut it for me. Oh, I know he made know. the most of those three, but I can't get there. So really, to me, outside of Debo, I kind of fade this offense. Now, Kittle hasn't done anything yet, really. So uh, that's another one, too. Maybe this is the Kittle week. I don't know. But, Chris, it's tough to buy in because I don't think we know exactly what the 49ers are yet. And I don't think they know. I think what they're doing is just using a lot of backs. Yeah, I don't think they know. You're right. Like, Pettis is not on the field. He... He didn't do anything last week besides throw a pass. He threw a 16-yard pass. Like, what is going on? This guy's got more passing yards and receiving yards after two weeks. And I, I agree with you on Debo. I think Kittle is a good pivot off Ertz. I think Ertz will be very popular. I, I think that's a sneaky play. You could pivot off Ertz if you want and go Kittle. But ultimately, I think I think San Fran just wants to run the ball with all these guys. Like, Mostart and Wilson was getting red zone work, and Brita had the long play. I don't think you can trust any of them, and I wouldn't even suggest playing any of them in cash. I think they're all going to touch the ball pretty evenly. So, I mean, maybe you just go. Maybe Maybe it's another Debo game. He's, he was impressive last week. I think he's an impressive guy. I think he's the I think he's the most impressive guy they have over there besides Kittle. But the, the Kittle yeah. thing's still work in progress with Garoppolo, which is crazy to think about. Uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll come to fruition this week. We'll find out. Let's go over to Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints going to Seattle. Um, I'll tell you the piece that I think people are going to forget about is the tight end here, Jared Cook. He's just fifty eight hundred over on Fanduel on the DraftKings side. He is thirty eight hundred. Huge value there. And the Seattle Seahawks have been terrible against the tight end so far. 160 yards and a couple touchdowns already uh, against tight ends. And they weren't playing like Ingram and Kelsey the first couple of weeks. Okay. We're talking about the Tyler Eiferts of the world. So yeah. this is, I'm telling you right now, especially with Bridgewater in a guy who doesn't have a great deep ball necessarily. I think that you should really pay attention to Jared Cook this week. If you don't want to come with me for the ride that is OJ Howard, it's fine. You're a scaredy cat, whatever. I'm not. Uh, but outside of this one, I got no love for actually most of the pieces in this game here. Um, and in Seattle, I don't like what happened last week with Carson. I think it'll rebound and be good. But I know this is a game that I just don't have a beat on it yet, Chris. And sometimes you could do all the research and all you want, but sometimes you have to have a good feeling. And as much volume as Tyler Lockett got last week, which was stunning, I don't know if I can buy into that on a weekly basis. I just don't see that being a thing. Yeah, and I think actually like DK Metcalf will emerge as Russell Wilson's favorite target. I think he's going to lead this team in catches and targets, but it's not the best match against Lattimore. Lattimore. No, so yeah, it's 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 very tough to to get a good feel. I I do still believe in Carson. I know last week was was not what you want to see. I mean, he only got credit for one fumble, but both of them were really on him. They did go back to him though to run that game out towards the end. So I, I still think he is the guy there, but the gap is closed. The gap is closed. Penny had a nice run. He can catch as well out of the backfield. He's he's pretty explosive in open space. So it, the gap is closing, and I, and and 
you really just have to play multiple lineups to to want to roll out Carson and just hope that he can, you know, get 20 carries and maybe Bridgewater and the Saints struggle again on offense and they lean on Carson a little bit at home. But Kamara is interesting as well as maybe a tournament play. Maybe they get him in more involved, but I'm, I'm down on this offense altogether. I think that you'll see them probably use Latavius Murray a little bit more. Um, I think maybe they'll try to use one, two of these running backs if Bridgewater does struggle. So yeah, kind of out in this game altogether. Yeah, um, you know Carson, Carson at fifty nine on DK. I know it's not bad. Decent. It's yeah. not bad. Um, it's yeah, it's not bad. I, I, think I, I could see him <laughs> seventeen carries and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, rush, touchdown or something. Yeah, it's not thrilling. I just think there's the upside is limited in this game. We'll find out if that's true or not. But yeah, it is what it is at this point. And this is one of those games where. Seattle is another team where I uh, I don't know man there's a paper tiger they uh, to me they're they're the two and O team that I look at the most and I'm just kind of yeah they're fake news wait and see yeah all right now this one the Texans versus the Chargers I'm telling you right now get in baby I know last week was disappointing for Watson and Hopkins I get it that's a Jaguars the Jaguars always go into Houston and give them a hard time that's gone now it's over it's it's done it's finished so get all over this because they're going to bounce back in a big way there is zero. Home field advantage for the Chargers, zero, Chris Beattie. Yeah. They're going to go in there, and DeAndre Hopkins and Watson are going to put up a laser light show, okay? I'm telling you right now, 64 for Watson, 78 on DK for Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is 89. I know you got to pay for him, but look, I'm telling you, they're already a couple deep into the secondary after James got hurt and then the other guy got hurt. Look, I'm in. I'm in. The rest of the pieces, you can have them. They're not exciting to me. It's Watson and Hopkins, and I think as an alternative, there's going to be a lot of people on the Cowboys and, you know, Dak and, Coop and uh, Cooper. There's going to be a lot of people on Mahomes and something. I don't think people are on this game, and I think that's a positive because I think there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, a lot of opportunity. We know the ceiling of both of those guys and a lot of opportunity you know, because of the price that I think he could get them with a low ownership. I mean, I don't think anyone's, you know, really putting in Hopkins right away into their lineup. Like usually, you know, Hopkins is the first guy that a lot of people go to click. Yep. He's in, I'm going to make it work with Hopkins. But I think just seeing the offensive line over the past, you know, couple of weeks and this struggle, you're right against Jacksonville inside the division, but there's a, you're right. There's a team, there's a team that they struggle against. The offensive line is not great. So I, I like that. And I like Eckler. I think he's going to continue to, to just get a lot of work, uh, you know, on the other side. And he's just had a ton of play so far this year. He leads all backs in, in fantasy points. He's got four touchdowns. He's doing more in the air than he is on the ground. At some point, maybe he does break down. It, it remains to be seen if he can handle these kind of touches over the full course of the season. I don't think so. But right now, he's healthy and he's a big part of the offense. So I, those are the three guys I like a lot. I think Watson is a is a sneaky quarterback, actually. All right, Rams and Browns before we uh, get out of here. Look, uh, I told you, it's it's him and it's Odell Beckham. That's it. And Joku's out now. And there'll be a narrative in this game that, oh, that means more Landry. I'm not buying that narrative at all. I would like to see them run the ball more with Chubb. It would make sense in the game plan. But so far, Freddie Kitchens hasn't made a lot of sense to me anyway. So I don't know how I feel about this, Chris. So are you in on the Ram side of this, the Cleveland side of this, or no side of this? Um, I, I like the Rams, um, but... 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not using Jarvis Landry. The thing is, I think it's a lot to do with the play calling and the offensive line. Like, Baker's just getting hit too much. He's holding on the ball a little bit too long. So I think they just need to make some adjustments in their offense and the play calling to maybe get the ball at a little bit quicker, some slants with guys like Landry. Odo doesn't have to go deep all the time. I mean, his, his touchdown last week on Monday Night Football was a, a nice little slant route, and he's gone. Boom, you can't catch him. So get the ball out of Baker's hands a little bit more, but I need to see it before I before I roll any of these guys out with confidence. On the Rams side of things, Robert Woods is, is a safe guy I like, and Cooper Cup is another one. I mean, Cooper, Cooper Cup had a, a phenomenal game last week and and almost you know won everybody all the money if he found you know into the end zone there it was it's actually a big play that would have resulted in a big bonus on dk especially so th- those are the guys that i like on the ram side I, I think cooks is still that gpp guy but you know you're gonna have to get into a different kind of turn tournament to to play this game anyways and i just i'm fine with it being off the board for me all right it's that time again it's time to find the end zone Week one, well, we had four players and we had six touchdowns between those four players. Pretty good, pretty good. Last week, not so much. Week two was rough. But then again, every quarterback died last week on us pretty much. So what, right. what What are we supposed to do? I mean, come on. You know, when we start when Teddy Bridgewater's out there and all these other guys, you know, everything kind of goes to crap. But it is what it is. You shake it off, baby, like Taylor Swift said, and you move along. So <laughs> Chris Meany, running back, where you find the end zone this week? And no, we can't take Ezekiel Elliott because that's too easy. Oh man. Um, I'm going to I'll start. I'll start while you hem and haul. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Finding the end zone again in that game against Denver. I still have a good feeling about Green Bay in that game. I think this one's going to be very tricky and it would not shock me if Denver came away with the victory, but it seems like their commitment to running the football is real. I'm not buying the coach speak of Jamal Williams yet, but even if it is there and he touches the ball more, it's still Aaron Jones for me at running back. So, who's finding the end zone for you at running back, Chris? I think that I think that Delvin Cook finds the end zone. This is a, and I know that may seem like a bit of a cop out answer as well. It's a but bit this of a cop out answer, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, kind to of be honest with you, this is a team right. that is is board. very, they're heavily favored at home, and, and I think that they, it was just between him, honestly, or Chris Carson, and I, and I think Delvin Cook is just. It's just a little bit safer at this point because they want to run the football so much. And because we talked about him earlier in the show, he's still underpriced and getting all those touches. So that's my back. And then my wide receiver is Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay finds the end zone for the third straight game. Let's pick on this Eagles secondary. Let's get a lot of pieces in this passing game. I think Matthew Stafford have a big day. All right. You ready for my wide receiver? It's in Tampa. It's Mike Evans. That's right. I know, I know, because he's cheaper than Godwin. And everyone's going to be on Godwin now, and they're going to look up and they're going, ah, damn it. Now, look, I love Godwin. God knows I own him everywhere. But I think this week it's Mike Evans. That Giants D is bad, bad, bad. Mike Evans has not been healthy all year. He was sick on Sunday week one. He traveled on a short week to Carolina. Not the easiest thing to do. Now he's healthy. Everything's fine. Take a deep breath. Mike Evans gets in the end zone. All right, now. On the Line Star app, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Line Star app and Line Star NFL. Make sure you are downloading and using that Line Star app and upgrading to the premium product with all these things that we're talking about and all the stats and all the matchups that we're looking at. We want you to look at with us and uh, be a part of this team here with me and Chris. So That's right. make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany and at Joe Pisa Pia 17. That'll do it for me and Chris in the pre-snap, which means there's nothing left to do now except set... You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. 
hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.